podcast one production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby, and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Midwife Kath. Hello, Brooke. Hi. We have um, Kylie Grogan, who is a dear friend of yours, in speaking with us about a very personal story, her son Leo, and a lump she found, which was childhood cancer when he was just 10 months. Yes, just a baby. Yeah. You have a very long association with Kylie. Yes, I delivered Kylie. She was, um, that was 35 years ago, and Kylie was 32 weeks um, when she was born, and I tube fed Kylie for about oh. five weeks, <laughs> and now she's nearly six foot tall and a nurse, so I fed her lots of nursing information. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a dear friend and her family, dear friends of mine, and uh, it's really great to have Kai in here to share her story about Leo and their journey, um, the family's journey through Leo's illness and um, treatment and recovery. Thank you for joining us. So welcome, Kai. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Leo is now a healthy four-year-old. Yeah. And um, I can remember getting a phone call when he was 10 months old. You said to me that uh, he was in the bath and you were rubbing his tummy and you found a lump in his tummy. So tell me what happened. So funny how it came about. I was speaking to uh, He was healthy, you know, meeting all his milestones. Everything was... Everything was perfect, really. Yeah. Um, and I was speaking to a girlfriend that day whose boy had had um, constipation on and off and he's, you know, he was still young as well. And I'm a nurse myself, so I don't even know why I did, but I suppose a constipation conversation came up. Leo never had that, you know. He was fine. But that night, Mark normally, my husband would normally bath Leo and he was out. So I bathed him um, and he had the start of croup and he was just a bit just a bit flat in the bath. He was laying still, which he never, ever does. No, (laughs) he didn't. He was a very active Active, boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, I thought, well, I might just feel his tummy. Mm. Just Uh, rub his tummy. Just rub his tummy. Just a little massage on his tummy, Mm. yeah. And you're looking for if he had any um, tenderness or or firmness with bowel, um, firmness of of constipation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is usually on the left side, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure. No. Um, I don't know enough about kids. yeah. So anyway, I was feeling, um, and then I felt this lump that was on his right side. Um, it just felt too low to be a rib, you know, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't sure of it. So anyway, the next morning I went to the doctor to check out about his croup and said, oh, look, while I'm here, can I, you know, get you to have a look at this lump? And he said, oh yeah, you know, that's, we probably should get that looked into. And that's when I called you and yeah. said, look, I've just been to the doctor and he's, you know, we have to go for a local scan. Yeah. And and off we went. And I can remember yeah. saying, okay, um, because my heart went down into my socks because through just, I don't know, just through what I know has often been one of these tumours called a Wilms tumour, W-Y-L-M-S tumour. And because it sounded like it was quite, big and um, it, it was palpable and that means that the doc- doctor could feel it and that Kylie could feel it. 
and the doctor was concerned enough to send him straight away to have um, an ultrasound. Now, the doctor wanted to go locally and Kylie, who I know, is very independent and she said, no, just just go locally. And I'm like, okay, this is when bossy midwife uh, (laughs) personality comes out. I'm like, no, you're not going locally. You're going into the children's hospital and you're going now and you're going to pick up Mark on the way. And she said, no, it's fine. No. (laughs) All right. That's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Then did you do that, Kylie? Because when she said that, I hung up and went... (gasps) Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I didn't think cancer, but I thought, oh, this is a bit more serious than I thought. I think at the time I thought, I didn't know what to think, to be honest. I thought that it was serious enough to go and get it looked at straight away, but I never, ever thought this is cancer, <laughs> ever. Mm. But I remember I was supposed to meet a friend that day and I called her and started crying, mm. saying, I'm, I can't come, you know, I've got to go to the hospital, I've found a lump and... You know, and then when I picked up my husband, he obviously was a bit worried. He was a bit teary when I picked him up. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You just, no, uh, nothing can prepare you really. And mm. and particularly when you get to the hospital mm. and you go through all the tests and, you know, you get into it. Off we went to emergency, um, saw a few doctors there and then we got booked in for an ultrasound. Um, so we went into the room and that room still now, when we go into that room, I just, you. oh, it's yeah. awful. Um but, um, yeah, so we went into the have an ultrasound. Um, they sort of didn't really talk. They weren't sure before then. But then, I don't know, about 10 or 15 people came into that room to have a look at the scan and Mark and I were like, oh, God. <laughs> um, one of the people that came in said to us, okay, so there is a tumour there. The next few days are going to be a blur. Um, you're going to meet a lot of people. Some of those people probably going to be oncologists. And when they said that, I thought, okay. (laughs) And the only people we did meet were oncologists. So we got back to the emergency, um, you know, a little bay there. And And we've got to remember, Leo was 10 months old. 10 months, He's a baby. They they said that they thought that it was Wilms, but they didn't want to be 100% certain until we had a biopsy of his kidney because I think they were concerned with his age that there are a few more sinister cancers around for younger you know, babies, and they wanted to rule that out first. So they were asking me questions like, have you noticed that his one, you know, one foot was bigger than the other or because there's some syndromes that can be associated with that. Mm. So for us, no, we hadn't noticed anything, you know. But it was also hard too because it was my husband's 40th birthday that day. So we had his parents coming down from Bendigo. Um, We had, you know, dinners planned and all sorts of things. Um, so it was sort of nice that they were coming down, but everything was just, life was just stopped, you know. Mm. Um, so, they, yeah, uh, you know, at the start you sort of, you go into your your little family shell for a while, you know, just to know what you're dealing with. I think that was the hardest thing, not knowing exactly what it was because you automatically, when you hear cancer, you think he's going to die. Mm. That's what you, the first thing you think. I don't know, I remember coming home from the hospital, we had Mark's cake there, we just put it in the freezer. No one wanted to celebrate anything. Mm. Um, I remember calling a couple of friends and just sitting in the corner of my room just crying, you know, Mm. because you just think, I should be planning his first birthday. I'm getting upset about this. That's okay. But you should be planning his first birthday. You shouldn't be planning chemo and biopsies and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask you both, because I don't know, what, what does childhood cancer 
treatment involve? I know you said chemo, but what, what does that entail? Well, for our situation, so it's I'm different just, yeah. for every cancer, every child. That's yeah. and yeah. and this is that Kylie's going to explain what it was for. for yeah, Leah. yeah. So for us, first thing was we had to get a biopsy. Um, so we went home and then came back. Um, I think the next day, I didn't want to get in the car, but I had to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember sitting to my mother-in-law, oh, I just don't even want to start this day, you know. But mm. anyway, off we went um, and biopsy, um, and it's really oh, I found it really traumatic. Um, the putting him under having anaesthetic, you know, um, you hand your baby, and I was, I had a few tears to you. You have to hand your baby over to someone that you don't know and put yep. their your absolute trust yep. in them yep. to save his life. Yep. And every time that happened, I just... Yep. And we'd waited that first time was unfortunate because we'd waited all day, day to get in. That's right. He'd finally fallen, fallen asleep on me and then they came out and said, we're ready now. So, mm. oh, of course. Um, but they said, why don't you just hold him and we'll just put the mask on and he'll just drift off. But he didn't. He mm. woke up and then that was just more traumatic. Mm. And anyway, from then on, Mark took him in. I, you know, that was best mm. for us to do that. Um, once we got the diagnosis, so we had to stay in there um, you know, I don't know, a couple of days or so, a couple of days. Um, and we got the diagnosis and, you know, you go up on that cancer ward and there's a lot of sick kids in oh there. Oh, my God. And I remember um, I went in to get a cup of tea and this lady who, one of the volunteers, she said, um, I couldn't find a tea bag. Mm. And that was, um, oh, I just started crying because I couldn't find a tea bag. Yep. She said, oh, you know, tell me what's going on. And I told her the story and she said, oh, and then another mum came in and she introduced me as a new mum. And I just thought, oh, I'm no. not ready to be a new cancer mum no, just yet. <laughs> no, no, um, It's sort of, that's your badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we sat, you know, at the very end of the ward when they gave us the results and they said, you know, this is what he's got and, you know, um, mm. we have to do some chemo and we have to put a port in, which is a little device that they put underneath their uh, skin. Another trauma. F- yeah, for access so yeah. they don't have to have know, constantly all the put time. Yeah. cannulas in all the time. Mm. So that was the next thing we had to do. And then I sort of went into, I've, I've got an IVF background, so then I thought, oh, chemo, right. Is it a nurse background? Yeah, yeah. nursing, yeah, sorry, <laughs> nurse IVF. Um, and then I started worrying about, well, what about his fertility? And, you know, he's going to have chemo. Does that mean later on he's, you know, obviously the number one priority was his health and his, mm. that he can li- he's, he's going to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then that was question, you know, so... I don't know, so, so many things run through your head and then because you don't know what cancer, you know, chemotherapy you're going to need, you don't know how he's going to react. I mean, mm. everybody's different. We had a relatively low dose, um, so he just went in once a week. It took longer. They put some numbing um, gel on the port and it took longer to numb it than it did to actually give the chemo. It was just a, an injection in and they pushed it in and we came home. Mm. I think I feel... That was for a month, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. so four weeks, a weekly dose of that. Um, And that was the month um, before his his first birthday? Yeah. Yeah, and then then on his first birthday he had his kidney removed? Yeah. Which was, you know, celebration of the first birthday usually is such a big day, Mm. you know, the big day of, of, of the birth and... Which is a celebration for us parents, mm, you know, to mm. to all get together. Whereas everyone was in the hospital, 
you know, sort of hoping that he got through the cancer, the 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 operation, okay, and supporting Kai and Mark, and everyone mm. was just crying and you know looking after each other and trying to get through mm. the day and um, mm. and waiting, waiting in that waiting, waiting, room, you know, waiting. That five hours, I think it took to mm. to get. To I am. This full-on story, I can't. I can't actually. It's really full-on, and I keep thinking about that hospital and all the parents mm. sitting in their little corners and all the children. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's so sad, and it's every mum. It doesn't have any. Uh, there's no criteria. You mm. know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't does it? discriminate, mm. and um, it's it's heartbreaking. With um, with chemo, with adults, you know, you see them getting sick and same with kids. Well, they do, and I know with um, with Leo, he he lost because I've got I've got a set of photos mm. of him, and um, you can see how he mm, he lost pale. a bit of he, yeah. he lost a bit of condition, he lost weight, and I often look at them. And I think, geez, even though his personality was the same, and he had that just in- incredible get up and go. When you look at those photos, you could see that he must have felt mm. a bit unwell. Yeah. And, yeah. and we had a couple of different chemo drugs that they used and one of them in particular would make him feel nauseous. So they would always, uh, or we would always give him um, an anti-nausea, strong anti-nausea medication, um, you know, when he mm. was having that yeah, for, but, a couple, for a while. But also after the surgery, he recovered, you know, they recover well, mm. you know. Mm. Like Kids, they, yeah, they yeah, do. resilient yeah. and... Yeah, much tougher than Amazing. what we give them credit for. So. Yeah, like he was up walking. I mean, he was. It was keyhole um, surgery, surgery, mm. and then they had a sort of like where they do the cesarean um, line. Yep. That's where they took the kidney out. Yeah. Um, and so for the first day, you know, he was pretty sore and tender, yep. but he just got they on. They just with get it. on. Like yeah. it was amazing. We were home in a few days after yeah. having an organ removed. You know, yeah. just unbelievable. And and then his cancer recovery then from that point. So then we had to wait for them to test the kidney, so they were able to see how effective the chemo was. Um, so it had shrunk it down. Um, they could then stage it. That's when you you know how serious it is, I suppose. Um, for us, it was only contained in the kidney, so it hadn't spread anywhere else. Um, but they just wanted to do four more rounds of chemo to make sure that it wouldn't come back. And then from there, it's just been, um, well, it was three monthly scans for a good while, good few years. And now we're up to six monthly scans and that should continue for another year or so. And then, um, probably yearly for a while after that. But also we, we're now linked in with the renal team and because he's only got one kidney now, so we need to look after his kidney health and make sure know, he doesn't um, keep an eye. <laughs> he doesn't get too boisterous and yeah, get, yeah. kicked in the back and yeah. have any, can't be an AFL, fo- uh, AFL footballer, mm. unfortunately. Mm. We have to push him into golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. How did this, um, how did this all affect you and, and your husband, uh, your relationship, does it? Um, we're pretty tight um, anyway, but it certainly brings you closer. And I think when you go through something like that, you think, God, if we can get through that, we can get through most things, yeah. you know, like it's, he's very, um, I was quite emotional, um, which is, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. Mark is really calm and level-headed, and he was he was so good, mm. so good. Mm. So when you I was, you were too kind. You, yeah, you're thanks. amazing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think he was he was a real rock for me. Yeah. You know, because when I was feeling, <sighs> I think we sort of yeah took it in turns. If someone someone was feeling flat, the other yeah, one would be there. You know, up. yeah. 
But you also did seek out some counselling down the track. Yeah, and that yeah. was good. Yeah, at yeah. the time I wasn't really ready, ready for, for it. it. No. I didn't want to. I didn't want to admit to myself he had cancer. He just had a tumour. Yeah. And they offered there for me to to link in with cancer. You know, support. I didn't. I wasn't interested. Mm. Too much for me. Um, Very confronting. Really. Yeah. yeah. And I just. Yeah. No. No. He wasn't sick. He was just going through treatment yeah. and he had a tumour. Yeah. That was what and I was, was telling myself. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until a year later probably um, that he was healthy um, and the doctor had said something about his blood pressure being a bit high and, you know, we maybe need to just keep an eye on that. And I came away and called Kath but I was crying and I thought, I don't even know why I'm crying. Like it wasn't like a devastating mm. um, conversation that we had, but mm. I just I just didn't sit right with me. So yeah. that's when you said maybe you should go and, you know, see someone. See someone. And mm. I did. And, I, and I'd never, uh, you know, you have to go off and get a mental health care plan and do all these things that I had never experienced before. And there's a bit of stigma, I think, involved in going to do that, you know, mm. oh, what, you know what must they think and, you know. Mm. But after going through... Um, and seeing a psychologist, so, mm. yeah, um, it was really, really good, really good. It like, helped you. Amazing. And I, I used to drive there thinking, I don't know what I'm going to talk to her about. And then an hour later, like I'd had a cry and, I, you know, you'd say, <laughs> oh, you, you'd find all these things to I talk stay about. for two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and then I thought, Do you know, I think everyone, everyone as part of their overall health should go and see someone because mm. it's... You just don't know what you're dealing with until you get to talk to someone about it who doesn't know your story, you mm, know? Good advice. But also um, what Kylie didn't realise that she was dealing with was that um, she was pregnant mm. at the same time. Because of all the, um, you know, the, the, stress. the stress of going through what she was with um, Leo... In early pregnancy, of course, you have nausea and you can feel pretty flat and, mm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. But with anxiety, you can feel very sick too. Mm. And, you know, especially with a child in uh, in hospital with cancer and having therapy and being very distracted. Um, Kylie said to me, I haven't had a period for a while. And I looked at her and I'm like, is there any chance you could be pregnant? Well, the look I got was like, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> she came to see the doctor and she said to me, she said, I can't be eight weeks. She said, I'm sure nothing, it's nothing, yeah, nothing's going to be just right. Thought, she said, I'm sure, yeah. you know. It's, if, it's, if anything's there, then I just think maybe I've miscarried or something because yeah. I just don't feel like, I don't feel anything. You oh, know? She wasn't eight weeks. She was about 13 or 15. <laughs> Len put the scanner in. He's like, oh, Oh. 12 weeks. (laughs) You need to go get some bloods. I was like, oh, all the the All the anxiety and and, uh, stress from being in the hospital had masked all the Mm. early symptoms of um, pregnancy. So not only did you have to deal with what you had to deal Mm. with with Leo, but pregnancy Mm. and the vulnerability and hormones Mm. of pregnancy too. So timeline, was Leo still in the hospital when you found out or was he still getting Um, treatment? So he... No, it was... He was having treatment. He would have had his um, surgery. Yeah, it was uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember calling you when I was in... He just had surgery. (laughs) And and you were going on about... Because my <laughs> boobs, you know, he had to fast and my boobs were like exploding, you know, because I've been feeding him and 
um, you know, put a good comfy bra on and take some painkillers. I can't. I think I'm pregnant, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? <laughs> How did you have sex? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this was pre-diagnosis, I know, I'm sure. But anyway. <laughs> so um, does that change the mood then? Does that is it complex? It was, it was complex. A, it was bittersweet. Bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Um. I was. I. Th- I felt excited that you know. Oh, this is a nice new nice news for us. You know. But then I, because I was crying a lot, I used to worry. Oh, is it going to affect the baby and how they're going to be when you know? Um. But then also when I had her, mm. I wasn't aware of how emotional I would mm. be because it was almost like when the obstetrician said, right, you're ready to push. Cass was, Cass was on one side holding my hand. Mark was on the other. And I just broke down. Yeah. I just can't, I just, I can't do no. this for a minute. And I just started crying. I and think it no was, one in the room, Mark, obviously myself, we knew. Yeah. But, you know, that's where childbirth is such a personal, personal event with um, when you need women who know women yeah. and, you know, obviously your partner. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you, there are other midwives there who don't know what you've been mm, through, mm. it's very hard because instantly you I just got it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not only that, but it's like, you know, nine months, you know, it's been, we've been through a lot in nine months, let alone Huge. bringing a baby, you know, here we are having another baby and, and we were due to have more scans and I'd never been away from him for the scans. And so Huge. it was then, you know, handing him over but to also, Mark, which is totally fine. He's totally fine. But also with you that, were bringing another baby and, and what, you know, what happens with this baby? What mm. happens at 10 months old with this baby? Mm. Like we went That's through right. that, which fast forward to 10 months, which, you know, around six months old, I said to Kylie, would you like Anna to be scanned? Yeah. You know, would you like her kidney to be scanned? We didn't talk about it till that time and I, I discussed it because, you know, would you like to be proactive and mm. have her scanned to see that there's nothing there? I don't want you to sit and think mm, when is the is next, when's this yeah. tumour going to come up because, you know, you don't want to sit there thinking, has, this, has Anna got yeah. Wilms uh, tumour too? And we were told it wasn't genetic. So, you know, the likelihood of the other kids having it is... But that doesn't but help you, it you three can't help in the morning. It. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I got a scan for Anna and she was fine. And I've now got an 11-month-old. <laughs> and <laughs> I... I don't know if I will get a scan for her. Mm. I've sort of changed a yeah. bit. I, I'm more aware of their bodies and I feel her tummy every now and then and, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, seeing seeing the psychologist well really helped because um, she said to me, um, you, she said, you know, you're never going to let anything happen to your kids. You know that, right? And that line, I don't know, it's just stuck with me, made me feel better. Safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what any parent doesn't yeah. want anything bad to happen to no. their kids. So, of course, so you're going to do. Fault. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing you could do to prevent that. I couldn't. Yeah. No, yeah. no. No. Absolutely not. And it does go and through your worst, mind. What have I done? What, you know, what, what is it that I've done to, yeah. to give him this? And Yeah. It's your worst fear as a mum, mm. isn't it? Mm. It's your worst fear. It, mm. it really is. Yeah. And um, Leo today is at kinder. Mm-hmm. And um, he's <laughs> what's he like, Kat? Oh, he's gorgeous. He's a he's a really happy little boy, and yeah. he's um, he's very active. And you know, he's he's a good little boy. Mm. You know, he's you wouldn't know he's had cancer. I mean, it's not something that Kylie's ever mm. made a big deal about either. Mm. Which are Kylie or Mark, and and it's that's that's a credit to you too because it's not. 
I think some people can put cotton wool around a child and, mm. and, and make them think they're special and you're not allowed to do this. I mean, he has one kidney and, I mean, he runs around and jumps on trampolines. Oh, and yeah. He's an <laughs> active little, he's little active, boy. Yes. But, you know. Does he know? Does he, he's, only, well, he's only tiny. But interesting he, you say that because it, now he's four, he's a bit more aware of things and conversations have come up. So at the end of last year, my auntie died of cancer. And so we went to her, you know, her little celebration and... Um, and you know, why did Jane die of die of cancer? It's like, well, sometimes people do, you know, and sometimes they don't. You know, you had cancer when you were little, and I wasn't sort of prepared to have that conversation with him. Mm. Um, but I don't also want to. It's part of his history, and yeah. it's 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 our reality, and, and we need to just talk yeah, about it. You know, it's, you've got to. It's got to be a common conversation, mm. and it's got to be constant and not every day you've got to say you had cancer, you had cancer, but it's like children out of a step family. We were talking the other day uh, with um, same-sex couple and how, you know, it's just is part of the conversation, you know, and um, uh, that, uh, you know, there's a donor in the family and that's just what it is. It's not a big deal. And And, and even still, I mean, we're still living through having scans all the time. So we go into the hospital. He knows. Yeah, he knows. So we make it fun. We always go to the zoo when we do fun things. But, you know, you have now we're explaining why he has to have it because you've got one kidney and you had cancer and look, here's your scars. And, you know, the second time we talked about it, he got upset, but I didn't want cancer, you know, yeah. he got really upset and yeah. don't blame you. Yeah. We didn't want you to have cancer. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, but he's just, yeah, he just, it's just becoming part of him, you know. And his recovery, is, do you have to wait a couple of years? Is it, what's the... Um, yeah, I think the, um, normally they, and I remember you saying this when we got our diagnosis, um, because they give you stats on five years, you know. And I remember Cass saying, that doesn't mean he's going to only last five years. It's just that they follow up for five years after treatment. Um, so, you know, at the start it was more frequent. It was every three months. Now it's stretched out to six monthly and it will continue on, yeah. you know, for a while longer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and better to be cautious, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I also feel really lucky with the people that we had around us. You yeah. know, I felt very, never once did I question or need a second opinion or anything. And, you know, you've got you, we've got yeah. the children's, yeah. our pediatrician, like obstetrician, everyone that we had, I felt was yeah. Like yeah. unbelievable yeah. that we were so lucky, you know. The children's are amazing. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. we're so lucky here in Australia, in, in Melbourne, to have such a great world-class hospital mm. and um, as I I'll keep saying it's, it's it's heartbreaking to walk in there but you know if you if you're there you're in the right place mm. you're, you're getting the, you're, you're getting yep. the best care. Mm. Yeah. Mm. can I ask in terms of being like um, you're talking about support yeah. um, and Kath you've done this mm. numerous times but um, you know as friends mm-hmm. um, if you've got a, a, a friend who's going through the same type of thing mm. how do you support your friends who might be going through this um you just need to be there for them, I think. You, there's nothing anyone can do about it. You don't need answers. You don't need, um, you know, and, and I think as well, like, you know, for someone going through it, everybody wants to do the right thing and they're trying their best to do the right thing. And sometimes you might get annoyed, you know, with what people might say or suggestions of, have you thought about doing this or eat this or do this or, you know. Um, it's coming from a good place. All of the advice is coming from a good place, you know, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, and I don't know. I mean, even you just got to just stick together. You know, there was people 
in our mother's group dropped around, you know, you guys dropped around all this food to our door, you know, just people dropping things at the door. They don't have to stay there. They just, you know, there was another friend of mine and I've known her since kinder and she's, she's great. She said to me, um, don't worry about it, Kai. She said, um, if he ever needs another kidney, by the time he does, they'll probably just 3D print one. <laughs> and, <laughs> do you know, anyone else that said that, I would have thought, oh, weird. But totally from her, yeah. it was just and so great. And they probably will. And they probably will, yeah. you know. Um, but That's great. Yeah, um, you just just support, you know. Yeah. You, people don't need to say anything, you know. Just be there to listen yeah. and be there to cry to yeah. if, if I need to cry, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything but just ride through it with them, you know? Yeah. And, and appreciate if they need some space. And mm. It's not personal. It's mm. just a hell of a thing to go through. Yeah, it you is. Know? And for us, I mean, I say, and again, you know, when I went to the psychologist, we're really lucky and, you know, it was only stage one and, you know, we had to be there for three months and we didn't have to stay in there. And But at the same time, cancer is cancer. Um, and even if you... Th- I've had a friend who thought she might have had cancer. You still go through the same things. You still go through the worry and the anxiety and the, you know, um, what ifs, you know, mm. um, regardless of the outcome, I think. So mm. I don't know. It's a, mm. yeah. You still go through the process of of grief or Yeah, whatever. it's, it's yeah. real, yeah, grieving and then trying to adjust your life to fit into this new. And it is the worst Fear for your child, mm. yeah. Any mm. any illness or mm. any anything to do with your child's at risk, I think is um, yeah, is it's just that, mm, mm. that that sinking feeling. So, Kath, what do you and Kylie think about new mums now, or dads, or grandparents? Um, in terms of just the lessons from checking, like you, you know, Kylie talked earlier about just rubbing Leo's stomach and. Are there lessons or Look, is it I just... I think it's about, um, you know, being aware of, um, you know, it's not doing it daily or there's a, like digging for clams around your child's body or anything like that. It's 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 about, you know, just gentle massaging in the bath and just having a healthy, um, you know, rubbing, getting some nice oil or some soap and just rubbing your, your baby's um, or your child's body and, and, you know, being aware, you know, if there, if there is a little lump... You know, don't panic. Just go and check with the GP. Um, hopefully, a lot of the time, it's 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 nothing. Um, in Kylie's case, it 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 was something. And why you know we we talked about um, telling Kylie's story was that um, maybe we we can um, help one family, two families out there, and um, you know, and catch it early, like you know, like with Leo, um, that it was early and, and, and it didn't go for years and years and years, which potentially it could have mm. and which they can. They can go for years, like literally years and not be found. And I think they said it was more common in, you know, two or three-year-olds as they grow and their um, their tummies, their little pot belly starts to shrink and then that's when, that's when the, um, you know, you can see it in yeah. their tummy. Oh, look, I've known... Kids at fifteen that mm. have had it, mm, you know. Okay, yeah, too, so yeah. they and they're they're um, they're formed in the um, during the um, embryo stage. So you know they're there from from mm. the beginning. It's it's not the happiest the happiest of stories, but I think we also need to to tell not all happy stories all the time and, and tell real stories. To tell some real stories mm. and um, and uh, yeah, a bit of a reality check that um, what life's about and. And, you know, thanks, Kai, it's for okay. coming in. Thank Love you. you very much. And thanks so much for telling 
the story and so so proud of you and happy that you and Mark have, you know, come out of the that really rough patch and, you know, and Leo's doing well at kinder and he's a schoolboy next year. I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that That's yeah. great. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Brookie. <laughs> this has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. A Podcast One production.